Yeah, you know. It's your boy. Listen, I started out on the pavement Bitch, you thought I wouldn't make it Wondering why you ain't did it? Cause you only work in that day shift Yeah, success is contagious We winners on regular basis A lot of y'all getting mad, huh? Like how we do it from the basement I ain't been getting no sleep uh, Lately I'm playing for keeps uh, Lately I'm out on these streets Been talking to God and welcome back to another episode of the Potin Podcast, a podcast dedicated to war people, motivating all of you listeners to go that one step further in your lives. I'm your host, Takura, and today I am joined by a very good friend of mine and a fantastic entrepreneur. I'd like to introduce you all to Daniel. Daniel, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for uh, having me on the show. I'm excited. Yeah, man, and I'm also excited. It's been a long time coming. We haven't spoken in a while, and it's always good to reconnect with you when I do. Of course, thank you. It's my pleasure. <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome, man. Yeah, 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 I love that. So, you know, we'll jump straight into it, bro. You know, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? You know, where you're from, what you're currently doing, and what you get up to in your free time? Okay, well, I'm Daniel Nuri, and I'm currently based in Middlesbrough at the moment. But what I currently do is I'm an entrepreneur. I class myself as an entrepreneur. I have my clothing brand, Erna Law, but I also work full time as well as an IT manager. So it is a bit of a, a mixture of different things and from completely different scenarios. But yeah, <laughs> I'm 27 years old and just living in the Northeast. <laughs> Awesome, man. Awesome, man. And, you know, thank you for that introduction. You know, I'm also a massive fan of Erna Delore as well. I've got my signature sweatshirt with me. I'm wearing it, of course, but you can't see it. I wish you could see it, though. At some point in the future of the podcast, I want to bring in video as well as audio so that people can watch it on YouTube and listen to it on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever they listen to it, or even on my website as well. Let people see myself and the guests in let them see some of the slick designs that i'll be wearing and branding that i'll be wearing as well but yeah man i'm also a massive fan of your brand and you know it's good to see you've got a lot of things going on as well and you're keeping yourself busy yeah i appreciate it man it's i'm glad you're wearing it you know it does make it makes me feel some kind of way you know i love seeing people wear my stuff it just there's no feeling like it you know but you know like it's always also good to have people that support you with what you do, you know. It's different when a person that you know wears it compared to a random person, just because when your friend wears it, it just, you know, they wear it with pride and I love that as well. Absolutely, bro. And I think the biggest thing is, you know, supporting the people we know and the things that they're doing, you know, I think there's a lot more there. And that's there's a stronger connection as well. It's not the same when people, you know, support other things, and they don't really know the person behind the brand. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, with Erna Delore, man, I've seen the entire journey, you know, from where it started, uh, you know, where it is now and where it's going. So, you know, for me personally, it's really, really exciting. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. I also am aware about what you've been up to, man. I mean, I love what you've been doing. You're constantly pushing yourself and keeping that drive happening, right? You know, it's hard to constantly motivate yourself to do stuff. And I see you doing that. So it's a mutual feeling. Absolutely, bro. I agree. You know, I can't refute that. You know, we're motivating each other. And that's the key thing, you know. So, you know, we'll move on, man. And I know you mentioned a lot of things and I'm curious to know, and I'm sure our listeners are curious as well to know as well. But what would you say uh, your passion is? And what do you love most about your passions? You know, I think when you ask me about my passion, it's a bit strange for me because I'm the type of person that likes doing a lot of things at the same time, you know, like, for example, if it's not, you know, obviously hanging about with friends or whatever, I like to keep my mind busy, whether it's photography, whether it's fashion, whether it's even IT. Like, it's weird because a lot of people sometimes think when you're doing something, it has to be within just a specific category. Like, if you're into IT or you're a bit of a, a geek, everything is always just about technology. But there are people out there like me that like doing things that are not just tech-based, but also fashion. And people always feel like there is such a huge contrast in it. But if you do have like the passion and the drive, you know, nothing should be a limitation. You know, if you could be an artist and a programmer, you know, 
And it's just being able to constantly do that, especially in our generation where technology gives you access to a lot of information. You know, you could literally just sit there and teach yourself a new skill. I don't know how to play, for example, an instrument or can sing, but I know if I do want to in the future, technology will give me, or the internet itself will give me the knowledge to teach myself how to do that, you know? And that's what really drives me is constantly learning and pushing myself to do things I'm not familiar with. Because, for example, when I'm working, for example, and, you know, it's very tech-based, you can always still channel your thoughts to constantly be around that. And when I'm doing, like, fashion or design or whatever, it's, you know, just put in or switch into that specific mindset. I don't know, if you speak, like, two languages, you know how sometimes when you're speaking, uh, I don't know if you do or not, but for me, when I'm speaking, like, English, all my thought process becomes English. Or when I'm speaking Lebanese, all my thought process becomes Lebanese. It's that kind of switch, but some people might see it as, oh, you're not focused in one direction. How are you doing two things completely different? But no, I think, you know, you can do anything in our generation. And that's what I really love about it, especially with the information that's quite accessible to us. Yeah, absolutely, bro. And, you know, we have a lot of these things out and, you know, you can just go and Google what you're looking for and nine times out of 10, you'll find it. Or you could be that one person to create it and then it's available for everyone going forward. So that's always cool. And, you know, like the thing about switching between languages, I think when I'm around like family and stuff, like I mix between my traditional language, which is Shona and English as well. But when I'm around people who grew up here and don't know about or understand Shona, I don't normally break into my traditional language when I'm speaking. But I do sometimes because, you know, when you get too comfortable with somebody and you relax and forget that the person doesn't understand, you know, my brain saying that, oh, yeah, this person understands what I'm saying till they say, oh, I don't understand the language. And I'm like, oh, wait, my bad, my bad. Yeah, that's true, man. I, I feel like you, yeah, you experience that as well and you know how it feels. And it's good to be able to switch off and switch on to different things. Do you feel that also like your personality changes based on the language that you're talking? I don't know. Does that does that happen to you? Or when you're doing something like your characteristics or the way you react to things also become different? Yeah, man, I 100% agree with that because there's always, there was a time when I was speaking to a friend of mine, you know, from my country, Zimbabwe, in Teesside Uni Library. So, you know, I'll describe the scene to you. So, you know, we're talking in our language, Shona, and, you know, there's a certain way we speak about funny stories. And I remember I was standing and facing him and I was also like facing two other people sat on the other side of computers. So, you know, like how the PCs face each other back to back. So these two people sitting behind him, were looking at me and obviously we were chatting away in Shona right and they kept looking at each other so they started laughing and obviously wondering you know what the hell are we saying because if we were having the same conversation in English you know there wouldn't be that extra exaggeration and body language that goes with it so at the time it was quite interesting and I found it funny you know to see how they reacted. Yeah, I, I completely relate. You know, that's happened to me as well. I think, like you're saying, you know, people who are looking from the outside don't also understand. They're like, okay, well, like, it's just a bunch of words that sound gibberish to them. And to them, it doesn't make sense. But to us, because obviously we understand how every, what each sound means, it just feels more natural. <laughs> But it's it's definitely an interesting thing, you know. And I see that with everything, which is why I compared it to a skill or a, or a talent, right? Because when you're, for example, going out and your your hobby is going out and doing photography, you become in that mindset and the way you shoot and look at things is completely different to what you're doing on a normal day or if you're doing tech or developing applications or <laughs> doing fashion or doing music. You're just in that mindset and everything kind of becomes in that bubble. So I also think like now that I'm thinking about it, you know, it makes you aware that how adaptable we are and how easily we could switch from one a persona, I would say, or one character to another just based on the activity that we're doing. And I feel that a lot with the hobbies that I do. Yeah, so it's quite an interesting thing and concept to look at, I guess. But yeah, that's why I love, you know, keeping myself active in some sense. It's being able to escape in your mind from one thing to another. 
Yeah, absolutely, bro. Absolutely. And you know, it helps, you know, the fact that, you know, you're keeping your brain active, you're constantly thinking of new things and time tends to progress a lot quicker and you don't feel like you're stuck in one place and you feel like things ain't going anywhere, but they are because you're in a constant train of thought and you're finding ways to overcome the things you're facing. Definitely. I believe that. Yeah. So, you know, we'll move on, bro. And I'd love to know, man, who would you say has inspired you and made a positive impact on you? Who has inspired me and made a positive impact on me? That's a really good question, actually, because as human beings, or I see it like you're always being impacted and inspired subconsciously, whether you're aware of it or not. And for me, it's always been my friends and the people I surround myself with. But I've also read a few books that I'm 100% sure have changed my thought process and how I see things to constantly think outside the box, you know, because sometimes you might be that person who's always trying to find creative ways of doing things or, you know, being inspired by other people, whether it's in a project that you're working on or just improving yourself as a person. So I don't know, I'll list out some books that I felt, you know, inspired me and changed my thought process to become more of an entrepreneurial or even just improve myself as a person. And um, for me, it was uh, Joseph Murphy, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. That book really did change my mind and how I see things. And it made me more aware of how people impact you as a person. And once you know how you're subconsciously influenced by things around you, you can then manage that and how to influence more positivity or even knowledge into your mind. So I would definitely recommend reading that. And it has a whole concept about the visualization and putting yourself in a scenario to reach it. The other book for me was Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. It's like a proven concept of other people who have made it just because of how their thought process and their brain works. These are the two books that kind of motivated me to do what I've done with my brand or even in my personal life. But also a lot of the influence comes from my friends. And after a period of time in my life, I've started becoming more picky with who I'm surrounding myself with because your friends really do shape up your personality and how you do certain things in your life, whether you're aware of it or not. And if your friends are like motivated to constantly do creative stuff or push themselves even further, you're going to have that mentality with them. Um, so yeah, it, for me, it's the books, my friends, and of course, my family, because a lot of the times, you know, when you have an idea and you want to initiate it, if your family aren't supportive of it, for some reason, the whole plan depends on that. So fortunately, I'm quite fortunate to have a supportive family to be like, okay, you know what, you want to do this, go get it, you know. And if you don't have that, you know, family members that do that for you, it becomes harder, but definitely for sure, seek it outside of that. Or I try and seek it outside of that to feel like or see a reason to do what I have in mind. Yeah, so that's it for me. I don't know. What about you? What what has been the motivator for you? And what do you feel influences you? Do you relate to what I just said? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I feel like this episode in itself is quite unique because the host is also like a guest in a way. So we're both kind of doing it as a teamwork thing. So, you know, I like the example you mentioned because at times I like to visualize myself and, you know, where I want to be and what I want to look like and what I want to achieve for myself personally, you know, in terms of growth and stuff, you know, not really materialistic things, but, you know, what motivates me because then I'm like, I'm actually on the way there. And, you know, it's within touching distance. It kind of reminds me of the great Gatsby. So the symbol, the green light. So in the story of Gatsby, right, the green light is a symbol and it's a symbol of extreme hope and Gatsby used it to hold on to his dream. So I'm also inspired by the green light, but I've tailored it to suit my vision and dreams, you know, so where I want to be, what I want to do. And I actually learned from the book you mentioned, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I actually heard that from another author. You might know his name. He's called Bob Proctor. So I loved his book so much. I downloaded the audiobook as well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I listened to it a lot and it helps me because he talks about shifting, like, you know, changing your perspective, uh, changing the narrative. You know, I think it's also called paradigm shift. So you're looking at how you're currently living. Then you envision the life you want to live. Then you plan accordingly. In his book, right, he says the important part is the what. Don't worry about the how. The how will come eventually. 
I was gonna say, I yeah, I completely relate to that. You know, it's you do kind of create your own narrative. It's like knowing the end goal and then driving your car towards it. You know, and it's like if you don't have a vision or a goal that you want to reach, and you're driving that car, you'll then take any route and stop at whatever feels comfortable, I guess. You know, but if you kind of envision where you want to be in the scenario and where you could taste you know what was gonna make you happy or you know even though the happiness is subjective or whatever but knowing your end goal you know it will help you navigate through life to reach it in a much more effective way and you know it also teaches you about how it's all about mindset you know like the reason there is a difference between normal people or and people who have succeeded or your classes have succeeded in life is that the fact that it feels like they knew where they wanted to be. They knew where their end goal is. So I completely relate to what you just said. And I truly believe that. Yeah, man, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, when we first met, when I first met you, you know, during the Enactus Nationals in 2019. Wow. Feels like so long ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It does feel like a long time ago now. It feels like a while ago. You know, the fact we may not talk, you know, for a long time, but when we do catch up, you know, it's like we've been talking for forever. You know what I'm saying? You know, looking back, like when we talked about the brand and I'd seen your pull-up banner in the Victoria building as well. So I was meeting the person, you know, from the banner, like in real life, you know, it's like seeing a famous person from a billboard and saying, hey, that's you, bruv. You know what I mean? You know, that is really you. You know, that's how I felt. But when we sat down and spoke about like starting a business and things, especially with the branding elements and things to consider, that's where I learned a lot. Because before that, I never thought of all those things. You sat me down and you basically gave me a full breakdown of everything. I appreciate you for that, bro. It helped me like carry on. And you know, I'm very, very grateful for that. I just wanted to let you know that. No, well, man, I really appreciate that, you know, to be honest, like you saying that to me means a lot, you know, because honestly, whatever I do, my goal is always to give value to people. And to be honest, like for me talking to you that day, and it was the first time like we've met each other, you have that positive energy. And when people have a positive energy, we just kind of connected, you know, we had that mindset, we want to achieve and, you know, do stuff. And you had that and I could feel that in you it was natural you know how it kind of digressed but I appreciate that man honestly (laughs) but you've also inspired me a lot like from the times that we've talked you know you've you've inspired me a few things with how I want to approach things with my project and seeing how motivated you are also motivated me you know like the energy kind of went and came back and we constantly kept pushing ourselves and I guess this is another thing how we're doing this today together you know because you've pushed yourself and you're doing You're working on projects that are interesting and they're the kind of things I love doing. And it's like kind of came full circle. And I do see you even progressing even more. And I'm excited to see the other projects that you're working on. I'm sure, you know, it's going to be groundbreaking. (laughs) But, you know, it's like you said, man, it's a matter of time, you know, to like now we're at this stage in our lives. Where are we going to be in like five, ten years time, you know? But yeah, man, it's all natural. And I love I love the energy and the positive vibes, man. And it's been nothing but like that from you. So I appreciate it. Yeah, man. And like you said, it's incremental and we will get there eventually. You know, it's the belief and the desire. You know, we have the drive. We have the determination. You know, we just have to cross the finishing line, you know. But at the same time, I think the finishing line will always change because we will always want to get better. You know, that brings new challenges. So on that, bro, you know, as we move on, what experience have you gone through that has shown you that positivity still exists in the world and in people? You know, it kind of comes around to our first interactions you know I mean, it really is like that you know and also knowing that there are people out there that really do want to help each other you know and it's kind of like a give and take situations there are times where I was really lost with my projects or even my brand that I was doing or even finding a job right in an industry that I got my degree in you know I felt so lost I'm like okay I got my degree I'm not doing it's not working I've started my brand and I don't know how I'm going to approach it. But when you start talking to people, they trigger a thought. They say something to you that will open up other different 
paths or other doors in your mind where you're like, okay, it just clicked to me. I know what I'm going to do. And when you do ask for help, people will help you, you know, like these kind of interactions that's given me hope and gave me hope, you know, because you start to realize that, okay, now it's not always as black and white as you think it is. You know, sometimes I would have thought that, oh, I'm scared to approach that person because they will never want to help me. You know, they've went through the long process to achieve what they achieved. Why should they just advise me something useful? You know, I don't know. It's that negative assumptions kind of actually set you back. But when you start talking to these people and taking the step and connecting with other people, you realize that a lot of people have a lot of good to give. And, you know, like I said, it comes around to our interactions, how, you know, I've said something that have inspired you and there are things that you said that inspired me and it happens without you realizing right it's just a word or a sentence that triggers another thought and pushes you to bigger things or to think more creatively you know it takes you in different routes and i think it's crazy how all of that happens without you realizing and that's for me is you know it's proof that you know people do want to give and people want to help and that's what's given me the hope Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Yeah, I loved your answer. And I can relate there where you're you're not the only one. And I'm pretty sure a lot of our listeners, you know, hearing this right now can also relate, you know, we all get into spots where we think things aren't going anywhere and we're not seeing any progress and it becomes frustrating and stuff. But I think I've got the perfect example of how like that period is actually resolved and something good came from it. So, you know, it set the scene. Yeah. So when I recorded the first podcast episode where I featured a guest, I felt like things weren't in the right place and the editing and I was editing and editing and editing and I felt like I was getting nowhere right and you know I was getting frustrated with myself and I'm beating myself up you know about how I'm taking this long I really did feel pressure and I think it was because I was creating a false sense of expectation that people you know are expecting me to have an episode out like you know just like that just get it out of me like without all that editing work and that goes into it but ultimately as I was doing it you know I took a step back and take a break and I would edit bits and pieces of it of the podcast recording that is you know make sure it's sounding right you know incrementally do that so like at the end of the third day I had actually edited through 70% of the audio and I was close to finishing it and I only realize now when I actually look back and played it through that I had actually edited majority of the podcast recording without even me realizing. But before that, you know, on day one and day two, I was crucifying myself. You know, this is going to take forever. This is it. This is challenging. There's things I don't know. But then I took the time to edit and I was editing, you know, as comfortably as I could be. And then all of a sudden, I realized that I'd actually finished editing. So yeah, I agree with you, bro. It was a good experience and it does show that there are positive people in the world. And when we stick together, we'll go far. And I know that for a fact. I believe that. Sorry, I just wanted to add to what you just said, right? You know, when you said about expectations, and I think we always have that, right? We're always putting high expectations that it has to be perfect from the first time we release it, or it should be perfect. There is so much pressure, pressure, pressure. But in reality, you should always... I read something somewhere and it was saying, if you're releasing something that you think is perfect and completed, then you've released it too late because you should release it at early stages so you could get feedback and then you can improve based on feedback. And um, there will always be changes or things that you will add to improve it and make it better. But if you're just releasing something to high expectations and you know you're not really taking the time to just enjoy it as well, then you've released it too late because, you know, like you said, before you know it, you know, you've already, it's like you're dragging yourself back. But, you know, it's just having that mindset to just do it and not be afraid of uh, releasing something, even if it's not up to your expectations now, but, you know, in the future it will be. But yeah, it plays along nicely to what you just said. Yeah, I also relate to the expectations thing because sometimes I feel like I don't want to show it to people if it's not fully completed, you know? But sometimes you realize that you're constantly editing it, you're constantly changing it, you're constantly adding to it, and then it's kind of lost its touch because you've overdone it based on all the little changes that you thought you needed to add, but in reality, maybe you didn't. True, true. 
True, you know, I can't refute that, bro. And I think, like you said, you know, we shouldn't pay too much attention to the external pressures. And I think, yes, us going at a pace that's comfortable with ourselves is extremely important, you know, because then we're working at our very best and we're producing the best content and materials and stuff. And then, you know, it just helps the progression as well and the satisfaction at the end when we achieve something, which is very, very important. So on that, Daniel, you know, I know you alluded to a lot of you taking on a lot of things and and with those things, you know, working on your brand, you know, working in IT, juggling a whole lot of things, I'm sure you faced a numerous number of challenges, you know. So I'm curious to know what you do to overcome challenges you faced before. How I overcome challenges? For me, you know, like with everything that you do or everything that I've done, I feel like there will always be roadblocks, there will always be challenges, there are always things that have came in my way where I was like oh my gosh I don't really know how I'm gonna move and I'm stuck and then you start aside you know you drop yourself in that depressive cycle but I've realized that the best way to actually push through them is talk to people you know I think it's important to talk to people but also know that you will find the solution okay so no it doesn't matter what the problem is or maybe it's a financial issue or maybe it's like a strategic approach sometimes you just gotta let it sit in your mind a little well for me it's been like that I just like I let it sit in my mind and then think about it and then try and plan around it right that's what you can do but also when it's kind of like an emotional thing and it's not a strategic what pushes me through it is actually listening to motivational speeches you know like probably like podcasts that you've created i could listen to and hear other people's perception and how they're doing and then that pushes you to overcome that challenge or going on youtube i would search literally motivational speeches on youtube and just let it sink in in my mind you know it's knowing that this is a roadblock, but I will find a solution and I will reach my goal, you know? And I've had a lot of ups and downs when I was working on my brand. And the reason I mentioned my brand, because that's the main thing that kind of really did affect me, because it was like I was creating something that I wanted to release to the world. And it was like a vulnerable thing for me. And it's something I've created, you know, and I want it to be successful. I want to push it out to people. And, and I had a lot of challenges with that, whether it's how am I going to get the clothing manufactured? I didn't even know. It's like how I'm going to connect the fabric suppliers with the manufacturers who are going to stitch it all together and make it. How I'm going to package it and ship it out to people. Like I didn't understand the logistics at all. And it was literally just me listening to motivational speaking, right? Where I once sat down, let it consume me. I was sat in my bed. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then something just clicked. It was like out of nowhere. When I thought all hopes or every possibility was locked in my head, it kind of got triggered because I kept feeling like there is hope and telling myself that I can do it. Why am I feeling so depressed? Why is this a roadblock right now? There's always a way around it. And as, for me, it feels that if someone else does it, I can do it. Do you know what I mean? I'm not the first or the last person who's going to go through that road to do it. And if they found a way, I could find a way, you know? And even when I graduated from university, I couldn't find a job. And University, that's another thing, which is like, I think affects a lot of people is that gives you high expectations of the moment you graduate, you're going to find the perfect job. You're going to find the right job. You're going to be in the right place, right time. And you're going to be earning X amount of money. And you're, this is your future all planned out. But in reality, it doesn't work that way. You know, there are levels in competing with other people. And how do I tackle these? You know, how do I tackle these challenges? How do you start dealing with people? But uh, how can I communicate myself? How can I project the work that I've done in a real really simple way you know because that is what's all about you know i know a lot of people who had that roadblock and i've had it too and my advice to them because now i'm very aware that people who probably will be listening to this podcast are going through these issues themselves my advice would be think of how you could simplify your work basically and like put what you've done in a sentence and speak it out and i think communication skills is important it's how can you explain your work and your project in a much simpler format i don't know i might have reworded that a few times right now but this is basically it it's like how can you word your work 
in a much simpler format? And how can you talk about yourself without really going through all of it? You know, you need to know where you stand and how you're going to project the work that you've created. And the reason it feels a bit weird for me, like word it out, is because I'm aware that some people are probably doing creative works, which is like probably digital graphics or maybe working in applications. But also there are engineers out there, like how do they talk about their work, you know? And I think it's being able to simplify that information in a smaller chunk so it's more digestible to the person who's hiring you. Awesome, man. Awesome. And yeah, that's a very detailed and structured answer, bro. I like how you really broke it down and really gave a strategic outlook on that. And it's quite important when it comes to situations like this and overcoming challenges you face in your life or in any scenario that we encounter. Yeah. Sorry, I might have like talked about too much about that. <laughs> but you know, because it's just kind of like, I really wanted to kind of emphasize the importance of that, because I've seen a lot of people do a lot of amazing work, but they don't know how to talk about it. You know, like, how are you going to let another person know what you've done and what you're working on? If you don't know how to talk about it, I think it's important to train yourself to be able to do that, but not to be afraid that, you know, if something didn't work out, then you have other opportunities or other things. You're going to attract other things in your life that will take you to the direction that you want to go in. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. You know, so to add on to what you said, what do you think is the most valuable thing about failure? The most valuable thing about failure, honestly, now I've stopped thinking about failure as failure and I start treating it as a lesson because every time you fail, in quotation marks, every time you fail is actually a learning lesson. It's never really failing until you completely give up. And once you go through that roadblock and you find the solution to that problem or that moment that you think is a failure, then it becomes a lesson. And I don't think you should stop when you feel that you failed or you've been through that roadblock because eventually it's just going to make you stronger. And next time you face that issue, you'll know exactly what you need to do. And the only thing that differentiates you from successful people and people who have failed is the fact people that are classed as successful didn't treat that point in time as failure and they kept progressing. And I think you should always take it as a learning curve and keep pushing yourself and move forward with it. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. Yeah. And it's about taking those lessons forward and using them to pave the path for us going forward. I really love that answer, bro. Yeah, man. And I truly believe that because, you know, we all go through challenges. We all do things in our lives where we feel like we've given up. And at that point in time, you're like, you know what, maybe it's not for me. Maybe I shouldn't keep pursuing it. But in reality, you know, you've started that path for a reason. You have that passion and drive. It's something triggered in you for you to do it. Why should you stop? Keep pushing yourself, even though it's like bit by bit. And it might be a longer process than you anticipated, but at least you're pushing yourself forward and you're carrying yourself. And before you know it, you've reached your end goal without you even knowing. But if you stop, then you're going to live your whole life thinking, oh, I wish I actually did keep going with it. I wish I didn't give up. You know, if I did this, I could have been here. You're going to have all that thought process and you're going to literally start regretting the fact that you didn't push yourself, you know? And I think that's the worst thing you could do is not pushing yourself and trying to pursue something that you think is worthwhile. And then looking back in the future and be like, oh, I wish I did that. I wish I actually kept pushing myself or I wish I kept going because I would have been amazing at it. And I think everybody should keep pushing themselves. You know, hard times will come, but, you know, other people have been through it as well. And the reason they've made it or you see them as they've made it is because they kept pushing themselves. Success doesn't come easy, you know. It's not a one-way road. It's not constantly up. It's literally up and down, up and down all the time. And I'll be honest with you, like from the outside, when people see uh, the things that I've done or the projects I've worked on, they think I have it easy, but they don't know like all the struggle, the stress, the times that I was sat in my room, like pulling my hairs out or, you know, like we all go through depressive times and it's knowing that, you know what, you are worthy of what you want to do, which is why it's worth pushing yourself to do it. And I really wanted to let people know that because I think it's important. 
Exactly, man. And it helps essentially drive us forward. And, you know, we ha- we may have period where things may be low, but that is always where the thing is. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Just to make sure, yeah, I, I did ask you about the question, what excites you about the future, right? Uh, you haven't, but I could easily answer that for you. <laughs> All right, sure, sure. What excites me about the future is the fact that we don't know what the future holds, right? And it's the mystery behind it is what makes it exciting. And that's the kind of mindset I'm constantly telling myself because that means that that's the thought process I'm telling myself is I don't need to know where I'm going to be in the future. But what I do know is that I'm going to constantly push myself to reach where I want to reach. And I do know the future will hold a lot of valuable things to me just because of how I want to approach it. But I also know the future also means higher technology, more knowledge, more opportunities. And, you know, I'm constantly trying to look for the positive in the future and then knowing that, okay, you know, technology is heading in this direction. Maybe I should utilize it. Like for me right now, I know virtual reality is going to be a thing. How can I implement virtual reality into my project? You know, like when you think ahead, you start to create that picture of what the future is going to look like. And then you're like grabbing a piece of that, then thinking, you know what, maybe I want to implement that in my project or even artificial intelligence. For me, because I'm very like tech savvy, I can already see how artificial intelligence is going to impact our lives completely, whether it's positive and negative, right? But if you're going to constantly look at the negative, then you're just going to push yourself away from it. Instead, find a way that is positive to use artificial intelligence in your projects. You know, artificial intelligence might mean like more automated customer service or whatever. That's not something I'm into because I really believe in human interactions. But you could utilize that in what you're doing. But as long as it's serving a positive purpose, then you should. And that's what I really look forward to is knowing that there will be other opportunities and other things that I can implement in my project to further progress myself and the project. Exactly, man. Exactly. And you know, the idea of our life being made easier and it is exciting in itself. I think as technology progresses, you know, you could essentially manage your business and life from your phone without having to go into an office. You know what I mean? So that's crazy. Exactly. Isn't that crazy? I mean, right now we have more advanced technology than NASA had probably like 10, 15 years ago. You know what I mean? Like the phone is literally the knowledge of the universe in your hand. Like any information you want to find, you can just Google it on your phone and instantly know everything about it. Or back in the days, people had to go to libraries, spend hours to even find information that would be relevant to them. But now it's literally keyword on Google and you've literally found everything about it. Like to me, that's crazy. And I think Elon Musk said something about it. Like technology is like an extension of your brain now, even though it's not physically attached to your brain, it's an extension because any information you want to find out to it, you can search it on your phone and you've instantly consumed it. Exactly, man. That is exciting going forward. The fact that you know things are made easier and I'm looking at what Elon Musk is doing and I'm excited about what Tesla have coming out. I've already started investing in their stock because I think there's going to be something that changes the dynamic of technology in transport, you know, forever and all the things, you know. And a lot of people, you know, are laughing at him and I guess a lot of the time people don't believe in it but from what he's doing and what he's saying that is quite interesting and exciting there is something you said there it's like people are laughing at him because of what he's planning to do etc but you know i think it's like that with everything i don't know if you've experienced that but sometimes when you're talking to people who are not connecting to you in that wavelength they'll be like oh what is he talking about you know what i mean like why why is he trying to do so much and now why is he working so hard they'll doubt you until you actually succeed and then that's when they want to be part of what you're doing so i guess that's another thing you know people that don't connect with you will always see failure in it but that's never true and you should never acknowledge what other people say and just do what you believe in yeah exactly that's the most important thing like sticking to our guns and making sure we push through with that so you know on that note bro it leads perfectly into the next question you know what would you say helps you stay focused and productive when you're completing an activity what helps me stay focused it's hard but it's seen reactions for me. I don't know, like, I never wanted to make this as a thing, like, oh, you know, I'm just doing it to please people or whatever. But it feels nice that when you've created something and you give it or share it with people and they enjoy it, you know, that motivates me to 
constantly do more. But I've also explained earlier that I listen to motivational speaking and that also pushes me and motivates me. But I think it's also the the, the idea of just creating something and representing it and pushing it out to people for their enjoyment, I guess, whether it's a photo that I've taken, whether it's the clothing that people are wearing that I've created, or it's even just sharing knowledge or anything, you know, it's nice to, you know, share valuable information or products or whatever that people enjoy for their consumption. And that's really my drive. And when I think of that, even now, just talking about it, I feel like after this podcast, I'm going to do more work. <laughs> you know, I'm just sort of like so pumped and ready to just create more. You know, that, that's what it is for me. <laughs> yeah, man. And also, does that linger in and also like, you know, give you that extra productivity, you know, in doing your tasks? Like now you've got that energy and you're like, yeah, let me do this, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, it definitely gives you the confidence, you know, but it doesn't mean that like if I do get like a negative feedback, I'm not going to feel motivated. I use that negative feedback and then improve. So next time I share it or next time I do something, I know it's going to be better than what I've previously created. But also that comes toward, uh, that puts us on a note of knowing what feedback to take, right? And that's another another topic, but it's being able to, you know, assess different feedbacks and understanding what you're doing to further improve it compared to just taking anyone's feedback. But yeah, that really is the drive for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man, exactly. So, you know, on that, man, just hearing about how you kind of unwind, you know, during scenarios like this, you know, like where the stress, you know, with all things you're working on, I'm pretty sure, you know, stress builds up. So what do you do to handle stress and relax, you know, from all that stuff? I think I'm very into music, right? I like to listen to all kinds of different music and genres, whether it's glitch whether it's hip hop, whether it's synth, whether it's Afrobeats, whether it's club, you know, or dance or 70s music. Uh, that's what really helps me de-stress, right? Because music for me puts me in a different, it separates me from the world for a minute and it just puts me in that moment with the song <laughs> you know it doesn't have to necessarily have words to it because i listen to even just beats that's really the main thing that i feel stresses me but i think it's also when i go out and do things just for personal enjoyment whether it's photography because for me photography is like me in that moment of taking that shot and then coming back home and editing it and creating my own vibe with it I guess it's hobbies or even just listening to music. Because if you do think about it, everything else can feel like work, (laughs) you know? Well, I don't know, maybe for me, like, or maybe even cleaning my room, you know, that sometimes might feel like work, but I know it also distresses me because seeing my room clean feels good. But yeah, for me, like when I'm listening to music, that's just me and the song in the moment, (laughs) you know, that's what leaves my mind. I don't know if you feel the same, but (laughs) it definitely works for me. So if you ask me, yeah, from my perspective, I tend to go out and, you know, drive and see scenery, you know, like nature or obviously on the road, you don't really see much scenery because you're watching where you're going. But, you know, I also talk to my brother. I could also be talking to you or somebody close to me. I know we'll have something positive and productive to say about things I'm working on and how to get better or handle situations. And, you know, I think most importantly, like taking a step back and relaxing helps. I think a lot of us get it wrong you know, because we keep trying to do stuff and we aren't making any breakthroughs, or any progress, and that makes us feel worse. But once you take a break and you come back to it at a later point, you know, you feel refreshed, re-energized and ready to take on that challenge again, you know, with a fresh perspective, which is really important. Actually, you're right now that you're saying that you're right. Like I connected that, you know, even spending time with friends and family and stuff like that. They're, they're all good, you know, to help de-stress. But yeah, I connect with you. I love that, man. I love that, you know, you spend time with your family and you're taking the time to build that relationship and friendship with them. And if you feel that and they're the reason to help you de-stress, you know, that's really good, man. I love that. Well done. Well done to you for doing that. Because, um, I know a lot of people who don't develop these relationships with their family, you know, but they are the ones who should be able to help you 
think or de-stress. And, but, you know, unfortunately, not everybody has a good circle or support system in their family. But if you do, then work on developing that, you know, because I definitely try and do that. And it's nice to see that, that you're doing that, man. I, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's linked into what we discussed earlier in the podcast episode as well, that, you know, know, when we're taking the lessons and tips and tricks from each other on how to complete things, I said this in all the other episodes as well. When you start talking to people, you get different perspectives and you expand your horizon of understanding and learning. You know, you're going from being one dimensional to multidimensional. So you're looking at things with a full 360 perspective. You can look around you and think you know there's a lot of things that i can work with here that's what we need for sure you know you're not just having one way of solving challenges but having multiple ways of doing that like you said when we take on feedback it's important because we're learning and we're getting other people's perspectives on what we're working on and ultimately helps us shape what we do and how we can get better at it and that's very very important yeah i believe that these are some really good words man all right cool cool all right so we'll move on to the next question bro what would you say are your strongest qualities and which of these would you like to teach somebody if they were interested in learning from you who's interested Mm. i love that question my strongest qualities are i imagine myself as being very adaptable and being very like a comedian i see myself as a comedian (laughs) is that weird and i think i'd love to help people become more like that and also like because i see myself as a comedian and i do really different things a lot of the time i would love to teach them how to do that because i know some people that are really good at what they do and i could see them putting themselves in different scenarios and making it happen but they don't believe in themselves they're like oh i'm not good at talking to people i'm very shy i'm such an introvert or like i would love to do photography but i wouldn't know how to direct people and don't have the confidence to i think they should try and be more adaptable it's being able to see something or a fault or maybe something you believe you're not good at, but also be willing to improve yourself to become like that, you know? I think because I've always seen myself as a comedian or being adaptable, I force myself to be adaptable in that situation, for example, you know? Like, if I felt like I wasn't good at communicating to people, how can I be a bad communicator? I love photography, but I'm lacking understanding of the technical aspects of the camera and how these different functionalities work with each other. How is the aperture works with uh, the ISO or even the shutter speed? You know, like how can I find a way around it? And I'd love to be able to help people be more, I guess, accepting of their weaknesses, but also be willing to improve themselves in them. And I think there are a lot of people with great talent, but they just don't know how to project it or communicate it or even share it or market it to people, you know? And I'd love to not necessarily teach them how to do it because everything is, you know, that means I would have to know everything, which I don't, but maybe give them the mindset or the steps to find the solution to that problem and be able to conquer it you know i guess maybe in like a coach i guess it's how yeah <laughs> i guess i'd like to be a coach to people but in terms of like my own skills photography i love to teach people because i think being able to take a photo and represent it in a creative way it also even sets an image to whatever you're doing so for example if you're setting a product how do you take a picture of that product in a visually appealing way and you can easily market that to people and if you can take a good photo then it's represented in a nice way so you could start for example selling it or even projecting your thoughts to other people i know that was a long-winded answer but i think they kind of work together with each other and I'd love to share that with people. And I don't know, I guess if people have questions, I would happily be a coach for people. (laughs) Yeah, man. And Coach Daniel is available for questions, guys. Always ready to help, you know, helping people progress. I have this thing I've said before on previous episodes of the podcast, you know, it's important for people to be progressing with people who are progressing. Any sort of progression, whether big or small, you know, like buying a car or a house or even on the personal development side, like learning a new skill, you know, it's really important. Yeah. Communication skills right there, you see. Everybody who's getting their picture taken off, they know what they want 
the photo look like, right? Like, especially if you're photographing a person who's been photographed multiple times, they already know their good angle or they know what they want to be represented in the photo. Yeah, that's that's really an important point, man. You're right. I think, you know, being able to communicate and to the person who you're working with. And I guess that works with everything, right? Not just photography, but even whether you're collaborating, whether you're you're doing something with another person, communication still plays a big part. Yeah, it's more about being around people who, you know, want to get better and want to learn more, get confident and want to try new things, you know, and want to experiment with new things as well. You get a lot more excited when taking on new stuff. Like you you won't know what will happen, but the fact that you're trying something new and you're outside your comfort zone. And I like how you alluded to photography taking. I remember going to an aerodrome, you know, with two of my friends. So forgive me if I say, you know, I was asked to take pictures and the feedback I got from them on my picture taking was an eye-opener yeah I quickly learned that day that I'm not a perfect picture taker and that I need a lot of practice you know so I learned that obviously I'm not a photographer and that essentially helps like whenever I take photos or pictures now I feel you know I have to have a steady hand when I'm taking them getting all the angles you know learning about angles and most importantly obviously talking to the person wanting the picture to be taken you know is it the picture they want you know that's really really important because my idea of a good photo yeah may differ from what they think so it's important you know to know what kind of pictures needed and you know what they want it to look like so you know we can only get better once we get some feedback and some guidance you know we've got to work with each other we need to understand what needs exactly to be done and that requires communication and you know you can't be around people uh, who say oh you need to change this but then you know they don't give you any sort of guidance or support in terms of how to fix it I mean like you know they've mentioned it so you know but they don't want to say how I can improve you know they're just like you're just wondering so how can I improve myself without any guidance exactly yeah like what's your point of reference why do you think i should improve in that way and not that way right it's like what is your point of reference what made you think that this specific piece isn't good like give me something to work with and understand it exactly exactly we just need the light a light to show us the right path on the road to greatness but another thing i want to say sorry on that note because we're now we're talking about communication, we're talking about feedback and stuff like that. I would also like to give this really valuable feedback or valuable quote or whatever, right? Because that really did help me with everything that I'm doing. Is that always talk to the people who know what they're talking about, right? For example, if you want to become a millionaire, that's just an example, speak to a millionaire. Don't talk to an average person on how to become a millionaire, right? like taking advice from the right people right that average person is not going to know what it's going to take to become a millionaire the millionaire is became a millionaire and he knows how to get to where he is you know it's knowing what feedback to take and what is actually valuable feedback compared to an invaluable obviously you'd have to make your own assessment but a person who's reached to that destination will provide you valuable feedback than the average person the average person will just give you comments or they'll just give you feedback based on their own assumptions or their own perspective of what they think is the right approach. But if you want real valuable feedback, go to the person who's achieved and reach where you want to reach. I wanted to give this, you know, this comment on here because I think that would be very valuable for people who are trying to work and achieve a certain goal, you know. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And it's key we do that. It helps us progress. And, you know, we pick up new skills and adding a new dimension to ourselves once we've got that ammunition to improve ourselves. So that's what's going to help us get better. So, yeah, I'll move on to the next question, bro. And, you know, is there anything new you're looking to learn? like going forward there's a lot of things i'd love to learn <laughs> i mean i'm not good at everything you know the way i see things is that i'm just you know i'm always learning i'm not perfect at anything but in terms of new skills i'd love to actually learn how to surf or sing you know i'm not really a good singer or whatever but i'd love to be able to sing but also surf because from people who surf they seem like they're always enjoying themselves you know they're in the water they're exploring the sea or they're riding the waves to me that seems really like so fun i don't know i wish i was just good at stuff like that <laughs> you know like 
or even skydiving. I'd love to skydive. Even though I'm scared of heights, I'd love to be able to do that without being scared. You know, it's like feeling like a bird for a couple of minutes and then coming back to the land. But in terms of skill, I can't think of anything at the moment. I'd like to improve my communication skills. I'd love to improve my marketing skills because I think marketing is important because anything you do, you're constantly marketing yourself or you need to be able to market yourself because if you're not able to reach people with what you're doing, then I guess you're not going to be able to expand. You know, a lot of the times you do things because you want to see yourself grow. You want your fan base to grow. You want to reach other people. You want to impact other people. And you want to hopefully inspire other people too, right? And all of that is kind of behind marketing or and even communication skills. So I think these are the two things I'd like to also focus myself on. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And those are some good skills and good hobbies you want to learn as well. I think on the singing piece, you know, it's a very interesting one. And as much as people will say or sing a sound the way they sound, I mean, you know, we all have different voices for it. We make it work for us, man, at the end of the day. So, you know, I'll push you to see how far that takes you. And, you know, hopefully, you know, you feature some EPs and some albums, you know, again, you know, you never know, man, you never know. Yeah, I'd love to. But I, I, you know what? So I feel like my voice will not be capable, but I'd just love to be able to do it. I mean, I guess maybe even try, you know, there's nothing wrong with trying. I guess it's just for my own enjoyment. But who knows, man? When I drop a mixtape, I'll let you know. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, yeah. I'll be one of the first to purchase and promote your music and get it out there, you know what I mean? You know. <laughs> as long as I've got one person's support, man, that's good enough reason for me to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know, going back to what you said, I also want to learn surfing as well. I think it's quite interesting. I think the main thing for me would be learning how to balance on a surfboard. So, you know, the balance. I need to learn the balance. You know, it looks mesmerizing when pro surfers do it. Like you see them on the waves casually surfing, like, and you know, how do you manage to do that? And I believe it's also down to practice as well. Keeping ourselves on our purpose, on our grind, you know, trusting the process, you know, it will take time, but at some point we will get there. And that's the most important thing. Yes. Trust in the process. Yes. So, yeah. So, you know, I guess in closing, bro, what inspiring words would you like to tell our listeners who are looking to improve themselves? You know what? I'm going to go back to, I've probably mentioned this before, but the inspiring word, I would say that everything is possible as long as you put your mind to it and you believe in yourself because believing in yourself is one thing and putting your mind is another and constantly pushing yourself that's important so i I do believe everything is possible as, as long as you have the drive and commitment but also another valuable thing i would like to re mention is be aware of whose feedback you're taking on board and in when i said you know a person who's reached a certain goal that you want to reach their feedback definitely weighs more than the average person that gives you feedback just because they've achieved and reached where you see yourself being but i would also say improve your communication skills and your marketing skills because anybody could create anything but if we can't market it and push it out to people then nobody it's just going to be another product out there or another service or another skill and not necessarily means that you should be just creating stuff for purpose of getting big or being well known or whatever but if you really want to expand or reach a lot of people and inspire a lot of people you need to be able to communicate yourself properly and market yourself properly and not to take everyone's feedback on board because a lot of people, whether you're aware of it or not, will subconsciously influence you to do maybe the wrong things if you're not aware of it and lead you in a dead end. You know, And I think these are really important things to think about and consider. And that's what I would like to end this podcast on. I know I've talked a lot <laughs> during this, but I hope there is a lot of valuable conversations in here for people to really do start thinking about what they want to do and pushing themselves to do it because at the end of the day you're doing this for yourselves and you don't want to not do it and then look back in the future and think oh sure maybe I should have I'm gonna be honest nothing that I've done is going as perfect as what people would think and I haven't reached where I want to reach but I do know 
the I'm doing it for my enjoyment as well, and it's slowly becoming bigger and reaching where I wanted it wanted to reach. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. This is a step-by-step process. And like you said, people may see one side of it, but they don't see what's happening behind closed doors. No, I like to think of it as the iceberg theory. You know, they just see the tip of the iceberg, but don't see what's underneath and what's going into all your effort. And, you know, it's with that, you know, we can discuss stuff like this and speaking with you, you know, I get a full sense of appreciation because I know that when I speak to you, I can relate to you in so many ways and I'm learning from you as well and i'm very very appreciative of that you know and special mention and special shout out goes out to suba you know if she listens to the podcast you know she's the one that introduced us during the inactus nationals competition in london so i'm always grateful for that yeah man that was a journey man i i had so much fun i love that you all of you were such a positive vibe so much positive energy and i got nothing but love for you guys And you know what? That was really inspiring to see you guys push for something that meant something to you, you know? Like, even though it wasn't something that you were always going to be part of in Actus, you still put 100% into it. And I love that. You know, I think you should always put 100% in everything that you're doing. You guys are amazing. I'm glad I met you guys on that day. And I'm glad we're still connected with each other. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. We're only going to get stronger and stronger. And that's the most important thing. Right. So on that note, bro, we've come to the end of another fantastic episode here on the Potent Podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening in and reaching the end of the show. I'd like to thank my very good friend and guest, Daniel, for joining. Thanks for joining again, bro. I just want to say thank you very much for having me on the podcast. I appreciate it. If you want to find me or find my brand on Instagram, for me, it's daniel.nuri. For my brand, it's Erna Delor, U-R-N-A-D-O-L-O-R. Thank you again for having me. It's been a blast. Thank you. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. You've been a fantastic guest. Thanks again for joining me today. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify and YouTube. Until next time, be well and take care. We smoke a girl choker, love girls that be real stoners. Got a crew, but I'm still a loner. When I rap, you know it's over. Aye, aye. Call the team, but don't take too long. Puff the weed and then pass it on. The people champ, you can call me the rock. Aye, flipping these tracks non stop. Aye, Chief AK the boss. Aye, the time is kill o'clock. Aye, aye. What do I mean? What does it mean? You see what I see? Looking at Chief, never believe the style is free. Could it be me? Aye, aye. Drop game like the rain. Staying sane through the fame. What? Smoke trees for the pain, fires able just like Kane. Uh. Listen, spraying bars of conviction, missing some of the guys in the system wishing whack rappers got evicted. But why? why? Want the real to stay fly? fly. Watch the scene of their lies. lies. Want to steal the cheese rhymes. rhymes? Watch the cream still rise, rise. to the top. Huh. Got the keys for them locks. What? Hop around like them frogs. What? Leave Music by the Chief. <laughs>